Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Remember when the uh, Irishman came out? I think it came out during uh, the pandemic, right? I think it was out in early days of the pandemic. I believe. Anyhow, remember how everybody complained that it's it was long. three hours long and nobody could sit anymore through a three-hour movie. It's, right. It's too much. There was a time when there was quite a few of them that came out. Um, so Mental Floss, a, a website, uh, decided to put together a, a list of the best movies that are three or more hours long. Okay. And again, a lot of them are from some time ago. But there's one on the list called OJ Made in America from 2016. It was over three hours long. It was an actual movie. I, I don't remember this at all. I remember, you know, American Crime Story. Right. And, but I don't remember a movie being made about OJ. Certainly one that was three hours long. It's a documentary, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it was. I don't know. Anyhow. Uh, Schindler, Schindler's List, of course, on the list. Right. You made out at Schindler's List. <laughs> That's great. Great side. It's a long one. Godfather Part 2. I don't know why they don't have Godfather Part 1, because, of course, they're both very long. I think all three of them were really long. Scarface doesn't show up on the list. Is that over three? Oh, yeah. I used to have it on VHS where it had an intermission. Oh, wow. Yeah, it would come up with an intermission. Uh, The Right Stuff. Right. Now, some of the Avenger films or the Marvel movies are very long, uh, but they don't make the top ten Avengers Endgame. Lords of the Rings, The Return of the Ring. Gone with the Wind, Titanic, and The Green Mile not making the list. Oh, wow. Do you uh, struggle sitting through a three-hour movie? Uh, <laughs> this is where in my house, I I don't. Mm. I, I'm fine with it. I can sit and I can veg out for long periods of time. Right. I seem to be the only one in my house that can can do it and it's it drives me nuts well what happens well because there's always going to be a pause for something oh no right yeah that would drive me insane. <laughs> like, like the, there's there's all I, I don't know if we've ever made it through a 20 minute show really without, without some sort of between the kids and the dog and something going on wow there's always something now i could understand certainly in a three-hour movie like a, a bathroom break right but what else are they breaking for like to go do laundry or clean dishes or yeah well because well, we watch a lot of stuff like over dinner or like if Adrian and I try and watch something mm. uh, and like the kids will be outside playing with their right. with their friends or whatever like it, every five minutes the door opens oh, with something right. either like an argument right uh, or they've had or some kid comes in huffing and puffing right or they're just coming in to check that the house is still standing I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but, but my loud exhales begin there yeah that would drive me insane so so a three-hour movie would take you into six hours oh probably it, it would be days I don't even know if we'd watch it in one go oh yeah we do we do that a lot now right and yeah. I hate that like I mm. can't stand that if I'm in I'm I'm in mm. and that is why I watch Movies that I've already seen before. Right. <laughs> because, Why commit? Because if I'm going to commit to something new, I'm like, I set the scene. Right. Let's go. You know, pop your popcorn before the movie starts. This is going to be an interesting test for you then come Friday. Right. Because this will be the first time as a family. Is Adrian going to Top Gun Maverick as well? Uh, she and Christian are going, but they're seeing something else. I oh, think, okay. Because he's not old enough. All right. Yeah. 
because I would it would have been interesting a little uh, luck family experiment to see if all four of you could hunker down in a movie theater and not move right but for I a don't couple care. of hours you know, in the, the one time in the movie theater I'm in if you want to get up and, and go they can go I, I can't I can't pause the movie no I know that's what drives me crazy I remember when we used to go to movies and every now and then Maria would be like I could really use a coke and we're hot and I'm like I'm not leaving oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the you know where it is. <laughs> You're not going to get lost. No, <laughs> follow the smell of popcorn. I mean, if you need a pee, go. But I, it's not like I can yell up to the uh, projector guy. Yeah, pause it, would you, for a second, please? <laughs> Turn on the lights. We can all gather and talk while my wife goes to the washroom. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be tough. And, and, and listen, a three-hour movie in the theater is tough because once they give you that, you know, popcorn, that tub of a drink. Mm. And really, with the, I think the trailers are like half an hour long. It seems now. to take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be like two or three, and off you go. Yeah. Now they're they're going for a long time. My biggest problem in the movie theaters is just staying awake. Right. Once it gets dark in there, and I get comfy, especially wow, now with the loungers, everything's got a recliner seat. I'm, I'm right? lucky if I get through the trailers, and I'm snoring. Do you like a midnight snack? Do you enjoy, uh, like, will you get out of bed? I will do this occasionally. I will wake up in the middle of the night a little thirsty, maybe a little hungry, and I'll go downstairs and, and grab a glass of juice and maybe a piece of cheese or something. Really? Yeah. No. Don't no. do it a lot, but I do it occasionally. No, I, I don't. I wouldn't get out of bed to eat, I don't think. Well, it would take you an hour right. to unhook. <laughs> and if the night nurse wasn't there to help oh, the, yeah. the bedside down. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, if you like a midnight snack, uh, some uh, nutritionists uh, share some good, healthy midnight snacks. Okay. I like a late night snack, but it mm. might count. Yeah. I mean, they, this is why so many uh, people in the know say that you should stop eating. Like, you shouldn't really eat anything like after 8 o'clock at night because your body clock is now, you know, going into whatever stage mode, yeah. where it doesn't want food. But sometimes the belly doesn't listen to the rest of the body. No. Uh, but these uh, doctors, nu- nutritionists say a sliced turkey, a piece of sliced turkey is a good midnight snack because it's protein. It'll fill you up. Who the hell's got a turkey just sitting there? Really? Well, I guess if you got maybe like uh, like a cold cut. Gotcha. Maybe. And it, it, turkey's got that. What is it that uh, puts you to sleep? Oh, Not yeah. Sure. Uh, tryptophan or something. Tryptophan, like yeah. So they say it'll help you sleep, I would guess. Cheese and crackers. Cheese has tryptophan as well. Uh, plus, it's an easy little snack. Okay. Um, and then the crackers. They're high in fiber, keep your blood sugar from spiking. Well, then you'll be up for something to drink because you'll be thirsty and parched after that. Cold beer. Veggies and hummus. It's a low-calorie option, quick and easy. Okay. Cherries and pistachios. These are midnight snacks? That are good for you. The fat and protein in pistachios will fill you up, and studies have found cherries can help you sleep because they're packed with melatonin. I didn't know that. Okay. Bananas and peanut butter. Again, peanut butter is another food with tryptophan, and the banana has potassium to relax your muscles and help you sleep. Uh, other good midnight snack foods, cereal. It has to be low sugar. And eat it with milk, not dry. The calcium in milk helps you, your body produce melatonin. Okay. Protein bars or snack bars, opt for the ones with nuts and stay away from the chocolate or chocolate-flavored or coffee-flavored. The caffeine will keep you up. I'm not seeing uh, or hearing any of my hell of a normal <laughs> snack routines. <laughs> I don't hear Ruffles and Hell of a Good on there. No, no. Your uh, jury ice cream isn't on there. I saw yesterday my son's girlfriend finish, finish up a tub 
uh, we had a little bit left of the uh, Hell of a Good Dip, and I actually felt sadness. Oh, really? I thought our home is without Hell of a Good Dip. What are we to do? Now, did she, like, do the whole finger scrape? I didn't watch. Okay. I didn't watch. Now, they're, they're interesting. They must have bought it. They open the lid. They leave that cellophane or the, uh, the, the foil? tin foil, the foil on it. Uh, and they just flip that back and forth and keep that on top and put the lid. I do that a lot as well sometimes. Do you really? But See, then I'll scrape that as well. That I take lid. that off and I lick it. <laughs> Rub it on your body. Oh, I guess. <laughs> it's like a loofah to you. I eat the tin. <laughs> Even the dog just sits there looking at me going, you are, what is wrong with you? I mean, I might eat my own poop, but you're, you got a problem, dude. Um, do you find judgment in your home when it comes to your snacking? Now, we've discussed this because with COVID and everybody being home, we couldn't, you know, commit our sins of fast food for lunch. Right, right. right? Yes. Um, and, and my son does this to me a lot. Like, he'll be downstairs working and I'll be at home and I'll be having my lunch slash breakfast where I really consume a lot of stuff. <laughs> and he'll come up and I'm putting back cookies or whatever and he'll just stare down his nose at me. <laughs> and I feel guilt. Like, I, I hide... Like I've got to, if I if I come home and have chips, I got them hidden like kind of behind the counter, okay. so he, he won't see them. Of course, all the crumbs on my face and shirt give me away. But uh, Maria can be judgmental of me uh, with snacks, and I probably do the same. Right. I try not to because I know the shame I feel uh-huh. with snacking. I don't think Adrian's really judgmental when it comes to it because she's a lot of times she does most of the shopping. Right. So she'll say, you know, do you need more hell of a good? Or, so, or she'll just buy it if it's well, on sale. She's going to say no. Well, but I do. I do try to say no. <laughs> I, I try to. Sometimes I'm like, no, I don't need it. Or sometimes, but every now and then she'll notice, like, is that tub gone already? <laughs> <laughs> and the problem, I've said this before, the problem with the hell of a good is that the ratio between the tub mm. and the bag of chips does not match no. up. No. Right? You buy the small tub, it doesn't last through a Costco bag of chips. No. You buy the big tub, then you got to get two bags of chips. And yeah. you're, it's just, it's a, it's an onward, ongoing cycle yep. of fat. Well, it's all how you, you spread the dip on the chip, too. Like, if you go in with, like, the chip as a shovel... Right. And of course, it's now and I'm guilty. But that's of that. why I like the ruffles too, because if you try and go too hard on there, it'll break off. Right, right, right. It limits you a bit. I feel like I'm I'm doing something a little better. I find with a fresh tub, I'll start off being very gentle. I'll be skimming the top, and I'll right, the and then I I give up all hope, and I'm in there just you know, oh, yeah. piling. But, it but off. I mean, there is something like. You got to have a self-reflecting moment at the end of a tub of hell of a good. Like we, when like the amount that I scrape, uh-huh. <laughs> like moving the finger around, oh, yeah. licking the finger, then putting a chip in as if like because I can't. There's not enough left to dip. Yeah, like there, it, there's a self-assessment moment that that really I bask in my own like filth and go, what the hell am I doing? Should put a mirror in our kitchen. Oh lord, no. so you look at yourself and you just feel shame. <laughs> I don't need a mirror for that. <laughs> I just need to look down. Men are more likely to feel judged by a slim margin. It happens more with young people than older folks. Probably because when you get older, you're not really working on your summer bod. Right. You know. But yeah, and if men would feel more judged because I think we eat a lot worse than our female counterparts. Do women love snacks? Of course they do. Well, but I don't think I don't see Maria pack them back the way I do. Well, no, but also you're not going to judge because... Then it just opens the door for her yeah. to judging you, right? <laughs> like, like men are secretly happy. I think when we see our spouses, uh, like 
take some bad right. foods in them because then we don't feel so bad. It's like with booze. You'd never hear me say to Maria, do you think you've had enough? Because right. <laughs> then she's got a lot to throw my way. I just better keep going. Really? You're going to have one more? Yeah. <laughs> you got a problem. Uh, if you're a big fan of Coca-Cola, and I do love a cold Coke on ice, um, somebody on TikTok says their Pilates instructor told him to make a healthy Coke. And what you do is you get a glass, you add some ice, you pour a splash of balsamic vinegar and then top it off with sparkling water. Apparently any flavor works and boom, they say, it tastes just like Coke. Oh. Now, of course, some some say it tastes like Coke. Others say it's the worst tasting thing. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, those those who say it tastes like Coke don't really enjoy Coke. No. Now, I love balsamic vinegar. Great on a salad. I don't know that I want to be chugging it. Right. I, I save that for Frank's hot sauce. That <laughs> Instead, I, go back to the old days with the old float. Take your Coke. Yeah. Throw some ice cream oh, in that Coke. Oh, oh, oh. And then look in that guilt mirror. <laughs> I could be in some trouble here. Uh, researchers tracked uh, 160,000 people for more than uh, two decades and used a questionnaire to rate how optimistic they were. <laughs> I'm toast. And the ones who managed to look on the bright side of life were more likely to be to make it to their 90s or even older. So it seems that being optimistic adds years to your life. Wow. Actually, 5.4% longer than the ones who were most pessimistic. Ah, listen, if it's only five more years, even if I make it to 85, do I need to go to 90? I'm not always walking around singing, always look on the bright side of life. No. Would you say, Lucky, that you are an optimistic human being or more of a pessimistic human being? Uh, I would say I'm probably more of an optimist. Yeah. Um, I like to prepare myself for the worst. Okay. But I, uh, I think I'm more of an optimist. I also say maybe a lot, mm. which I see as a form of optimism. Like, I'm not saying no. <laughs> I'm not poo-pooing your idea. <laughs> well, that's not true either because you poo-pooed a lot of my ideas. Right, well, your ideas are different. <laughs> they make no sense. Right. Yeah. I, so would you say, because I know for me, and, and I think I, I saw this in my father, and I thought, boy, I, I don't know that I want to go through life like this. And so I've tried hard to always kind of believe that things will work out. Everything will be fine. My father always felt like something horrible. If I take a chance, if I take a risk, something horrible is going to go wrong. Here. Right. Are yes. you one to go into something thinking I can make this work or I better not tip my toe in that because I'm afraid uh, that this is going to fall apart? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't know if I like, I don't, I don't like change that much. Mm. Right. So I'm probably more hesitant on that side. Mm. But overall, I consider myself more optimistic. Mm. A risk taker or no? I guess not really. I guess not really. Right. I just, like, I'm comfortable. Right. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I remember having this conversation with my father when we first decided that we were going to keep our little. Uh, first house and rent it out and he would say to me well what if they don't pay what if the tenant doesn't stiffs you and doesn't how will you meet the mortgage like he said i couldn't sleep at night right that that's the stuff that would keep him awake yeah well was he just worried about you 
No, necessarily. Was, I think it was just his own Worried fear. Worried that you were going to come ask him for more? <laughs> what did he have? <laughs> what did they have? They had nothing. I, you know, I, I think that, you know, there was opportunities he had in his life that he didn't take because he just thought, well, what if it goes wrong? Like, yes. he was offered a job in California when I was very young. And they were going to set him up, the whole thing, and he, he turned it down. And uh, he just thought... Well, what if we're in California and it doesn't work out? What are yeah. we going to do then? Yeah, listen, that that that's tough. But there's also more weighing on it because it's not just being optimistic over yourself. Mm. You know, he's got a family and others to support. You mm. move to the states. You know, you know, your mom wouldn't be able to work if, mm. if that was something. So, like, it would just all the pressure is on you. You've he, had to pick up and do that as well. She didn't work at the beginning. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and well, and again, one of the reasons why I took that risk, and I knew going in, I thought, okay, well, first of all, I needed a job. I was out of a job. It's not like I quit a job to go do this. Right. But I had hummed and hawed about it for a long time, about what am I going to do next? And when we moved to Windsor, and again, it's not that far away. It's three hours. It's easy to get home if need be. But my fear was, of all my fears, it was never the job. It was, what if the kids and Maria hated here? Yes, right. What, what am I going to do if they hate it? And, and they, they fell in love with it. So that all worked out great. I tend to think human beings make things work for themselves. So, like, if you got an offer in the, you know, with Hockey Night in Canada and you had to move somewhere... You know, you'd be concerned, okay, yeah, maybe Adrian and the boys won't be so happy there. All their friends and people they know are right. back here. But they would make it work. Yes. They would find new friends. Right. Adrian would find opportunity. Things do work out. Uh-huh. I mean, unless they all just stood there and said, this sucks. <laughs> Then they're just being a little selfish, I think. <laughs> so, anyhow. Yeah. This house, this massive house that you moved us into. Yeah. Horrible. Hate it. I want to be back in Oshawa. <laughs> anyhow. Uh, are you more optimistic or pessimistic? I I would say that I'm... I'm I don't trust anybody else or any other thing. And I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like, and the world seems to be falling apart a lot for you. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> things are crumbling around me. But I believe, like in Gone with the Wind, <laughs> I will see another day. Ever been in a store and something you didn't plan on getting catches your eye? <laughs> You're guilty of this, right, Leggy? Almost every time I go in a store. Police are looking for a guy who walked into a sex store called Cupid's Closet, pulled a gun, told the cashier to empty the register, but didn't leave with any cash. <laughs> when he pointed the gun at her, she sort of froze in fear, as you would, and she didn't do anything. So then his attention shifted to something on a nearby shelf. He walked over and grabbed a... Self-love toy for men. Oh. Then he showed it to the cashier and said, I'll take this instead and walked out. Now, it's not like it's that big of a high-end sex toy. You can buy them on Amazon for about 60 bucks. Uh, it happened in April, but police still haven't found him. Well, sure, he's at home with his sex toys. <laughs> Guy's not going to leave the house. <laughs> when you got the love bots beat it rotating in rhythmic masturbator. I mean, I, I'd have no time to get to work. <laughs> he found him by moaning. <laughs> That's right. The, somebody in his building calls the cops. There's a guy next door. <laughs> Won't stop masturbating. <laughs> I think he's your guy. So there you go. I mean, I wonder if when he got home, he went, Damn it, I didn't get the batteries. <laughs> Should have at least 
told her to give me some batteries as well. <laughs> so you should all be on the lookout. What's it called again? The Love... The Love Bots Beat It Rotating and Rhythmic <laughs> Masturbator. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that does. What does it do? Or where you put it. <laughs> but we know it rotates and it's rhythmic. That much we know. <laughs> he can't find it. He's moving so slow right now. <laughs> He's like in a daze. Oh, yeah, you'll find him in the emergency when it gets lodged in there. He's <laughs> like one of those kids on that dance pad. <laughs> Elon Musk is trying to uh, verify this, but according to researchers, up to 15% of active Twitter accounts are social bots. That's 48 million accounts, and that doesn't include trolls which are fake instigating accounts controlled by humans somewhere in the world. So, yes, debates on Twitter are useless. Don't, don't get involved because you're probably not talking to a real person somewhere. The fake jungle for the Jungle Cruise at Disneyland has become its own functioning ecosystem and it doesn't need landscaping anymore. Oh. Yeah. The Jungle Cruise movie was good. Did you see that? I did see that. It was really good. Saddam Hussein used Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You <laughs> for his 2002 presidential campaign in Iraq. Although the election was a sham, of course, there was 11.4 million votes for him and zero votes against him. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Trump, you think you had it bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is an odd Simpsons fact. Virtually everyone on The Simpsons has four fingers on each hand. Except for two characters, God and Jesus. Oh. They have five. Really? Yeah. Paying respect. <laughs> People say don't let cold beer get warm and then rechill it. It skunks the beer, but that's a myth. Cold beer isn't a one-time thing. That skunky flavor usually comes from exposure to UV light. However, beer can spoil faster if it's sitting in extreme heat, like being left in a hot car. Right. Oh, that's nasty. It's gross when you open a beer and it's skunky. <laughs> it's hot. Oh. Oy. I even had the odd pint. You know what? I, I so... It's funny how your your taste, uh, your palate changes. I'm so used to drinking light beers. Yeah. I have been for a long time. I had a pint of, I think, an Alexander Keith recently. And I used to love pints of Alexander Keith. It It tasted off to me. Really? Because I'm so used to just the blandness, I guess, of light beer. <laughs> it was an interesting moment uh, when we were out at that golf event mm. this week when uh, the lovely Maria, and I think you've pointed this out before, mm. where she would take a sip of something and for some reason hers is d different than oh, everyone else. All the time. <laughs> and so there was like a, like a tub of like Michelob Ultra yeah. that they were just handing out. She gets the bad one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone's taking a sip. Now, it did taste like it was a new one like an organic, organic one gold, they right call it. and it was uh it did taste extremely light mm -hmm. like and kind of almost watery at that point mm -hmm. she felt hers was wrong <laughs> <laughs> how many times she orders she will have like wine or something and i'll be talking to somebody i'll turn around my glasses was down to a quarter it's three quarters full she's taking hers and, <laughs> and dumped it Although I got upset with her because we, we when we were out with uh, friends over the long weekend when we were away, we're out having dinner, and uh, and she dumped, she was tired of her wine, she had had enough, and she dumped what was left in our friend's glass. Oh. I said, you dumped into another man's glass? Right. Right in front of me? <laughs> How dare you, woman? 
<laughs> what pandemic? Now we're just sharing it oh, all yeah, here. We don't, we don't care anymore. <laughs> In the past 3,500 years, there have been approximately 230 years of world peace. Only 230 years of world peace in 3,500 years. Oh. That's at least one war going on for 93% of human history. Right. We just can't stop hating each other. Can't stop it. America drinks the most Mountain Dew of any country in the world. Randomly, Pakistan is number two. Really? They love their Mountain Dew. I used to like Mountain Dew. I can't. I don't think I've had one in a long time. I, I haven't. No. I'm looking forward to that uh, pickle do. I'll try that. All right. Yeah. No, I'll try thanks. that. Donald Duck's middle name is Fauntleroy. Pardon me. Donald Fauntleroy Duck. Okay. And I think, believe it's like National Donald Duck Day. I don't know why we celebrate Donald Duck. <laughs> I mean, he's a good guy. I like him. He's always pantless, which I'm jealous. Right. I'd like to walk around life like that. He showed up for the first time back in 1934. He's old now. He should put some pants on. Right, yeah. Or a diaper. (laughs) Joe DiMaggio has the longest hitting streak in Major League Baseball history at 56 games. Mm -hmm. Tied for 16th on the list is his little brother, Dom DiMaggio. Really? At 34 games, so not bad. Yeah. That's pretty good. Dom played 11 seasons for the Boston Red Sox and was nicknamed the Little Professor because he had a small build and wore glasses. I've never in my life heard of Dom DiMaggio. No. I mean, Joe DiMaggio, as we know, was married, had sex with Marilyn Monroe. Right. I understand in Dom's personal life, he also had sex with a Monroe, but it was (laughs) Marilyn's sister, Maud. (laughs) And they were not identical twins. (laughs) Meet my sister, Maud. Oh, damn. (laughs) Like, you know, me, I was watching TV yesterday, and there's always a a remote drop movie that I, I come across. Yeah. And Apollo 13 That's good was one. on, right? Great. And I just thought, wow, you know, Ron Howard directed so, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. And then Clint Howard <laughs> makes that appearance, right? His awkward looking yeah. brother. Yeah. And, and, and good. You know what? Listen, if I, if I had my two boys, if one of them was a famous director, mm. you know, I would encourage him to give your brother a little give him a help in hand here. Yeah. You know, cast him. And like in almost every one of his movies. Shows up somewhere. Clint shows up. And in nothing else. Like you never see him in anything else. Wasn't he in like the Waterboy or something like that? Was he? Uh, oh, maybe. I can't remember if he had a bit role or something. But yeah, Ron, Ron gives him a big chunk of his gigs. It's funny too, because with Clint, if you look at photos, if you see photos from when they were very young, Clint was the cuter of the two. He was a a cute baby. It was a cute little kid. <laughs> and then something went horribly wrong. We don't know. <laughs> well, listen, Tom Hanks starred in that movie in Apollo 13, yeah. and he gives his brother yeah. the voice gigs for all the Toy Story stuff yeah. for, for the uh, for the merchandising. What we don't realize, probably, is uh, uh, like of all you know, sports and, and movie stars, a lot of them have siblings. Right. Like, again, I was watching Ryan Reynolds with uh, David Letterman. He's got three other brothers. Right. You see a photo of them. It's like all the good look genes went to him. Right. Like, the other three just look like average yeah. dudes. Yeah. You know, we all, like all of us, just look like that. This guy is just walking around, handsome as all get out. <laughs> like, if I, and he was the youngest, if I was his older brothers, I would have beat on him. <laughs> well, like, McDavid has a brother. Right, Connor McDavid. Oh, okay. Right? You imagine showing up to men's league and like, hey, we got McDavid on our line. Oh, oh. it's Roy. <laughs> rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 949 The Rock.